0: Empire Live esports is ramping back up
1: Uh, But what's interesting about the tournaments is most of them are accessible to the grassroots at some level as well So we have qualifiers building up into the main event And then by the time we get to the big finals, like the one we have in DC, you're talking about the best of the best in the world competing.
0: That's James Woolard, head of commercial solutions at Blast, who is about to have their marquee event. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. There's no arguing how massive the markets for esports are. There is some discussion over the content and live event play, however, for professional teams, but the folks at Blast still see massive upside and are treating stadium shows like experiences. Our guest this week is James Woolard. He's the head of commercial solutions for Blast, which is hosting their premier spring finals in my hometown of Washington, D.C., a major esports live sporting event nice to have you here james thanks for for being on today
1: great to be here bro uh
0: tell me a little bit about before we get into the actual event itself tell me a little bit about blast and what you guys do
1: yeah so blast is one of the leading esports organizations and networks in the world uh we do a lot in terms of the esports entertainment space and trying trying to create next level entertainment experiences for esport fans and teams um, that includes many things, from live esports events like the one we're bringing to DC in June, uh, all the way through to creating our own streaming platforms and channels, uh, and also working to create new esports products and IPs uh, that really brings gaming and com- competitive gaming and esports closer to the fans. Uh, so, in a nutshell, that's what we do as an organization.
0: Okay, let's take the last part first. There, the new IP. Um, can you be specific? Like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, so we create our own tournament series and IPs as Blast. Uh, So working very closely with the game's publishers and developers, uh, we create IPs such as Blast Premier, which we're bringing to DC next month, uh, which is its own identity, its own brand, um, and its own kind of followed tournament series and competition, which millions of fans across the world tune in to watch. So I guess in, in terms of a, a kind of footballing equivalent, you're talking about a kind of NFL league or something like that, Yeah. that fans will tune in to, to watch, to follow, and to support the teams.
0: Okay. Um, take me through the build of that. Uh, obviously, there are millions of gamers. There are thousands that probably call themselves professionals on some level. There are streams of these players playing various different sports and games. Um, How do you kind of see finding the right groups to bring them in and bringing them into the fold of the company that you're building here?
1: Yeah. And so in some of our tournaments and the, uh, the competitions and IPs that we run, we're talking about the best of the best players. So these are kind of global champions who are competing at the top level of their sport. Uh, And we do that across Fortnite, which most people will have heard of, um, across Counter-Strike and across other titles such as Rainbow Six as well. So effectively, we're talking about the kind of best in the world global athletes um, who travel across the world to compete in these tournaments in front of live audiences and fans. Uh, But what's interesting about the tournaments is most of them are accessible to the grassroots at some level as well. So we have qualifiers building up into the main event. And then by the time we get to the big finals, like the one we have in D.C., you're talking about the best of the best in the world competing. Uh, And these really are kind of pro full-time athletes who compete at the top level within our franchise leagues and systems.
0: And and where do you find them? Are you going through... Twitch, I mean, how how are you finding the next stars, if you will, of eSports?
1: Yeah, so most of these stars will already be part of an official team. uh, And some of these teams are huge brands in themselves. So FaZe Clan, as an example, uh, has millions of followers across social media and millions of um, uh, kind of viewers and people who tune in just to watch FaZe Clan as a team play. So they're the equivalent of a Washington Commanders or a Washington Wizards in the sense that they are already an established team. Uh, they will find their players through uh, through Twitch, uh, through the ranking system online. Um, and also many of them now have academies as well. So they almost have a bit of a draft system where players, when they're very young uh, and who look good, get drafted and, um, and and signed up by some of these big teams. And these teams then compete within our leagues. Uh, What that means is we have the best players competing at the top level within our leagues as as the tournament operator and organizer.
0: Okay. Um, Obviously, it's a very crowded space. How do you kind of view the future of esports as a competitive league with live events? And I'll get into the one and, and how you're kind of viewing all of that. How do you view the competition as people try to build these leagues up?
1: Yeah, I think what's great is that Blast is quite an established brand. Uh, We've been around since 2017 across various different titles. uh, And we've gathered our own kind of following um, and brand identity throughout that time as well. And as a company, we're always trying to push the kind of next level entertainment experience. So each one of our arena shows will be bigger and better every time. Um, And we do kind of borrow some best practices from sports and other forms of live entertainment to make sure we do stay ahead of the curve and stay ahead of our competitors and then we're also launching things like blast tv which is a new viewing experience and a new platform to bring the experience closer to the fans and to really optimize the viewing experience so again that's how we're always um, changing what we do and creating new exciting experiences for fans to stay ahead of the competition
0: okay so what could fans get on the streaming side the blast tv what what, what differentiates it
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Blast TV, if you compare it to something like uh, YouTube or Twitch, uh, it has a very active community of fans. So fans will be chatting, will be engaging, and will be talking about the action that they're viewing. Uh, it has a live uh, 4K high-resolution viewing experience, uh, so you get the best possible version of the eSports that you're watching. Um, and we also have a number of interactive features as well. So you can uh, engage in polls and competitions and quizzes. Uh, You can vote on things that actually happen within the arena show itself. So it brings you closer to the action. Uh, And it's also a fantastic opportunity for content as well. So we produce a lot of content, programming, documentaries around the main event itself, which is then shown live within a content hub on Blast TV. So what we want to create with Blast TV is really a one-stop shop for fans who are passionate about Counter-Strike and about eSports generally.
0: And as for the live event itself, what would fans expect if they attended something like this?
1: Yeah, so I think for fans, they don't really know what to expect sometimes when they come to their first eSports event. But we've tried to take the best of live entertainment, so the best of sports uh, and competition, combined with the best in terms of concert production. so. We have the big lights. We sometimes have pyrotechnics and smoke and effects and things like that. We have fan engagement, so things like T-shirt cannons um, and other types of kind of very exciting meet and greet opportunities. And we bring all of that into the live experience. So we really try to elevate it beyond uh, gaming on the stage. Yeah. And we try to make it something that really engages fans of all different ages at our events.
0: Um, as you As you are going through this and putting together live events, you're talking to a very different generation of, quote unquote, sports fans. So what are you learning about them? What do they want from a live event experience?
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. We see that our demographic is quite a bit younger than in some traditional sports. Um, Our fans tend to want a very interactive experience. They are very passionate fans, so they want to get up and personal with the action. They want to be able to meet their heroes, which is something that we facilitate through player meets and greets and things like that. Um, But I think often they'll want to be able to engage digitally with what's happening physically in the arena as well. And that's where Blast TV is quite interesting because you can be in the arena watching the live show and the spectacle but also voting on what's going to happen next on your phone as well on blast TV um, and also seeing extra information and data about the events digitally as you're watching live. So I think that's quite an interesting part of what we can do by combining the digital and physical.
0: Um, as, as this all continues to grow and obviously the, the audiences are, are massive here. Um, how is this similar or, or different to traditional sports leagues, either Pick whatever you want, NFL, English Premier League soccer, whatever it may be. How do you kind of compare the growth and the interactions with major corporations here?
1: Yeah, I I think there are a lot of similarities to traditional sports in the sense that uh, this is something that is viewed by by millions like traditional sports. The fans want to be able to either watch live or to watch at home and to have uh, a good viewing experience in either case. And if you look around the the commercial models and the growth around both, there are quite a few similarities. So we work with 30 media rights holders across the world who who we distribute our content to in the same way that traditional sport has media rights partners. Uh, We're shown on um, on, on huge uh, streaming channels such as DAZN and, and big traditional platforms. Uh, And also, in some cases, we work with kind of terrestrial mainstream viewing platforms and channels as well. Uh, And in terms of the the commercial model, we also work with big sponsors, as you would see in traditional sport as well. So in the same way that NFL teams and NFL leagues will have uh, big brand sponsors coming on board and taking the opportunity for exposure, uh, we do the same thing with all of our major events as well. Um, And I think that's super important to the continued professionalization and growth of esports as it moves
0: forward. Um, As you continue to try to connect to fans in this way, which is through these formats, um, like take the Kansas City Chiefs. There are a number of people that would be connected to them because they're the Kansas City Chiefs and they've grown up and they love this team. And there's a number of people that love their quarterback, the star, Pat Mahomes, and they're connected to Him. As you see the growth of esports, do you see the possibility of connectivity to team-oriented builds, or is this going to be a star-driven type of thing?
1: Yeah, I I think it can be a bit of both within esports. So in the same way that in NFL, you see people who either have an affiliation with a team because it's local, or a player because they're a real superstar of the game. Uh, we're seeing the same in eSports as well. So some people will be supporting their team because it's, it's local to them. So in the spring final we have coming up, we have Complexity, which is a US-based team, and the same with Phase Clan as well. So you could have that local affiliation. But we also have the big stars of the game as well. So uh, there's a player called Simple, for example, who's treated as the the greatest of all time in eSports. Um, and some people will follow a team because of, of a, an individual player's profile um, and lots of them are great characters as well. So, I mean, in the same way you have players who are, are fun and very interactive in in, in the NFL and, and many other sports, we see the same thing in esports where some are real fan favourites for that reason. Um, and I think the continued growth of esports will depend on characters. Who really stand out, and also those local team allegiances yeah. and affiliations.
0: All right, I'll let you go on this. Um, this is just selfish. Why DC? You picked my hometown. Why? Why is it here?
1: Yeah, I think DC is a fantastic location for a number of reasons. Um, I think Events DC have done a fantastic job in kind of growing the esports scene and ecosystem within the city. Um, so Events DC is our local partner, but they've been working closely with Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Uh, with Washington Justice and with Wizards District Gaming to really kind of grow the esports ecosystem, uh, the understanding and the awareness of esports in DC already. Um, plus, it's an amazing city; it's the nation's capital. And coming back to the US for the first time in in three years because of the pandemic, we wanted to do it properly and to come to a kind of tier one established city in DC. Um, and from a fan experience perspective as well. DC is fantastically located on the East Coast, which means fans from New York, fans from Philadelphia and beyond can come and travel to DC to watch their teams compete within the Blast Premier Spring Final. Um, So there's a number of reasons why we thought it's a fantastic location. Yeah,
0: and you're validated the event is sold out so fans uh, who do not get tickets can watch this on a live stream. James Woolard is the head of commercial solutions for Blast. Thank you so much for joining us. on the next Future Sport Podcast. Modern free-to-play gaming from the view of a former NFL marketing chief. You know, we got made fun of for having the fantasy lounge because people said it was a fantasy that anybody would even want to go watch the Jacks. Lo and behold, there are a lot of fantasy teams, fantasy uh, places around uh, the NFL and, and other sports. So you, know, you gotta try different things. and You gotta be able to offer different things to different people. That's Hussein Naki, CEO of Inside the Pocket, who has built a marketplace for gaming to be used to engage that will do it for this episode as always the future is now this is the future sport podcast i'm bram weinstein